Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about Wiz and Liz. Oh, all right. Both of them. <laughs> you know, Wiz, not the best uh, billing of a game. He's the Wiz yeah. and Liz. Man. Yeah. What is that? I played that. It's a Broadway musical. It is? And it's also a film starring Diana Ross and Michael Jackson. I have a feeling there will be papers filed on your rendition of that. (laughs) Man, we're off and running today. So, um, Aaron, we have... we got some questions that I'm going to save till the end of the show. Okay. So this is this bits back in full force now. The questions. yeah, the questions are back. All right. And so um, don't they ever want to ask you questions about this stuff? What do you mean? Well, is it for both of us or just it's for, for me? for both of oh, us? Oh, okay, good. Double question half, I guess. Yeah. Um. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna save those for the end. But we got no we got no other feedback this week. So no feedback at all. Just just left it out there. Just yeah. So if you wanna if you wanna just uh, fire up the what do you call it? The gamble train. The gamble. The gamble train. That's that's the train that heads out to Vegas. It's full of old people. You know what is it with the old people in the casinos? Are well, we going to start going out when we get old? It, you got all this extra money, and you don't want to leave it to your kids. That's for sure. You know, I used and to so, work at a casino. Did you really? I did. I worked at the the uh, Tri-State Greyhound Park and Casino, up aka here. the only casino around. Well, well, yeah, for now. But uh, every every morning they'd open this thing up, and it'd be um, they'd be uh, elderly folks waiting at the door. Mm-hmm. They could not wait to get in there and get fleeced. Right. They got fleeced mm-hmm. in there. A lot of them, you know, they wait for the first of the month for their social security check. Yeah, I mean, it's a sad, sad. My boss's mom spent over a million dollars at that track. Lost it. Yeah, he's not happy about that. Um, what did boss. what did you do with the, Did you muck out the stalls? No. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Jeez, man. I worked in the print shop. I was oh. I, I was in charge of uh, printing stuff from the mutual section, uh, uh, usually uh, racing forms, uh, and sometimes menus and stuff like that, or like special event flyers. Do they have, because I've never been to the Greyhound racing part of it, do they, do they print out sort of like a prospectus like you do at a horse race where they say, you know, th- these are the names of the dogs that are running and the, here's a little story about them why they're good there's no, or something no, like that. There's no, there's no story. This isn't like role playing, man. This is, <laughs> this is straight up numbers, yo. You just, and you would, we would print up mutuals for all over the, for, for, we print up racing forms for all over the world. And this is, they're Including, called mutuals? Well, the mutuals is the department that handled all the, uh, the money. Mm. But it was, we, these were forms, like for example, we would do uh, uh, a Talladega might have a track, of course that's a racetrack, mm-hmm. we didn't do them, but they had like, another one I remember, Australian Downs, I think that's what it's called, they, there was a, we did a track that would simulcast from Australia, we did uh, uh, tracks from all over the country. So do they have... Seoto Downs and 
Wheeling Park and all that. We did dogs and horses. Do yeah. they have inside the area where the, the dog track is, do they have screens that are showing these other races Absolutely. simultaneously? Simultaneous tracks. I could one thing on the TV in, in there, you could watch all the races. And let me tell you something, they would run well, we're really going off on a tangent here, but you, you would they would run these horses in the snow. Really? They'd run them in the rain. Mm-hmm. They, there was nothing stopping these races from getting completed. The only time that a race was canceled almost is when uh, kennel cough or something would come down. It would mm. take out a bunch of the dogs and yeah. something like that. But yeah, so I don't. How do we get on this subject? Can hey, you remember the gamble train? The gamble train. Let me whip mm. out the gamble train. I'll be the engineer. <laughs> you know, all right. I'm the caboose. So, oh yeah. Uh, there's some interesting news here. I'm going to go over the news, and then we'll go over what's come up on the uh, on the site. We had a lot of we had a lot of sweet action this week. So we covered this many moons ago, but it's now officially been put to bed. The fully, uh, the fully finished version of the Amiga version of Bomb Jack Beer Edition has been laid out. Uh, it looks good. I, I'm gonna now that it's final. I'm gonna have a look at this game. Now I, I think we talked this before. You're a, you're a Bomb Jack guy, weren't I you? I like it. It fits right in with those games like Mr. Do and Dig Dug. I love all those sort of genre. I don't. I haven't played a ton of Bomb Jack, mm-hmm. but the, I will say I looked at some videos of this and it looks good. Yeah. So that's something on the list. Uh, this is sort of timely, and so uh, this will be, by the time this comes out, uh, I would say this will still be going, but it'll be close. And that is the uh, Commodore, the final year's uh, Kickstarter for the book. Uh, it's already been funded uh, by a large margin, but if you want to get some of that action, uh, you can get on here on the Kickstarter. Uh uh, you know the book Commodore the Final Years book and probably a pretty that's probably going to be the most interesting one wouldn't you say that's when it went down I'm always interested the most fascinating part of any company for me is watching it slow demise oh jeez so. man that's a god that's <laughs> depressing good grief dude um I was watching I've been watching a uh, uh, there's a fellow on YouTube that's put together this uh, Atari ST versus Amiga video. I've seen. I watched that. And so they dropped that this, in the Discord. This, this yeah. is the second one. Did you watch the second no, one? No, I've only seen the first one. Which was the best gaming machine? Yeah, I wanna. Yeah, well, I, I think, we, I think we, we we know the clear winner yeah, in that. <laughs> you know, one thing about the Atari ST, uh, not having one and not ever really using one, but I'll, I'm going to make this comment from what I've read and what I've seen in other documentaries. It seems like that, that really people had trouble tapping into the the, the full potential of that machine, mm-hmm. which the Amiga had a similar situation. But yeah. I mean, the Atari was a uh, was a pretty powerful little device, and it, I don't think it ever really got its true worth. Yeah, uh, when, for whatever reason, you know, I guess it became a port machine. I guess whichever one became more popular was going to be the one that got its stuff ported to the other one. So there you go. Um, we should mention. Oh, here's this. I couldn't wait to talk about this book. This I just found last night, and I, I had to laugh. I cackled when I read it. There's a way <clears throat> that you can take your SNES Classic, of which you believe have one. I do. Say. It's literally sitting. Oh, it's upstairs. I'm and upstairs. you can, you can add Amiga games to it. Really? You can do it. This is a. I posted this video up, uh, and it's a. It's it's not the easiest thing, but you can do it. Apparently they've got ret- uh, apparently they've found a way to kind of get retro arch mm-hmm. to a certain degree on that, and maybe you're more up to spec to, to, on that than I am. I was surprised to hear and hear that, but uh, sure enough, this guy adds uh, Shadow the Beast and 
uh, a couple other games to his uh, to his uh, SNES class and was and is playing them. Huh. So there you go. I wonder, you know, because I I love the the SNES Classic. The controller on there is is second to none. Thanks again to uh, Christopher Hassel for donating that to the show. Um, but I do miss the ability to have some of the other retro systems on there beside the SNES and the NES. So uh, it, the more that they can add to that, the better. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But I mean, it just struck me as very it struck me as odd. That, that, that you could do that. But, I mean, it's kind of neat, man, I, I have to say. If you can do it on the Xbox, you can do it anywhere. Well, that's, you're right. I, you know, really, I, I, don't th- I don't know. I wonder which one's more powerful. I'm guessing the Xbox still has more power than the Super Nintendo Mini does. Maybe so. But, I, I mean, don't, you know, yeah, I don't know. Probably so. So, this popped on uh, Indie Retro News, and I think Folds is the fellow that shared it on, on Google+. Uh, there's a new game that was it's been in development for a long time, and by that I mean a guy worked on it, gave up for years, and then came back and finished it. It's, I'm going to try to pronounce this. A Corolado. A Corolado. That's an Eagle song. Is that Corolado? No. Man, you're what? Woo! No, no more. <laughs> so uh, it's a new game. I've not looked at this game, but I will say what struck me as odd is the fact that it's got like a oversized. It's some kind of platformer with oversized digital digital heads. Those are huge sprites on those. Yeah, and uh, if you look, it, it looks like Rambo or something. Is one of the heads? I mean, look at. <laughs> It's a, it's a Rambo head, and uh, uh, I guess it's some kind of shooting game. This, we're going to have to check this out, but it just this just popped up. Uh, you can, again, folds for uh, show, sharing that with so us. So one, one thing that we don't mention, if you're listening to this in audio form, is that all of the stories that we're talking about are pulled off our Google Plus page. So if you're not uh, a member of our Google Plus page, that's where all the show notes are kept for the news. So get on there and check it out. You know, one thing we should probably address, I'm not sure we ever have, why do we do so much stuff on the Google Plus page? Because that was the only social network you were comfortable with. That's not true. What? No. No, no, no. That's incorrect. Uh, Google Plus, I can access from work. And it makes it easier to transfer stuff over. So I started transferring it over there. And I just and that, that's the reason. It's not, I, Roy, I never use it except for Amiga stuff. That's the only reason I use it for. But yeah, so it, it's an easy thing to get on. It's a good platform. It is. It's, it's hey, very in good. This, in this era when Facebook has... You know, eh, mm-hmm. gotten Putting into screws, some trouble, yeah. getting a little bit of trouble for the privacy. You can trust good old Daddy Google. <laughs> of course, they'll never screw you. <laughs> Come on down. That's right. We need like a what's the safest social network? You know, I don't God only knows what it would be. Probably picking up the phone. <laughs> we just call all the listeners and let them know. Uh, now this is a strange one here, and this one I want to discuss with you. Our good, our our talkative chum. Daniel Cordell mm, yes. shared this with me. I'm just going to read this verbatim, and then we can make it. Because maybe you can make heads or tails over to the chat, or can I? don't know. It, he says, we are now the number one Amiga-only <laughs> podcast out there worldwide. Congratulates John and Aaron on winning such an amazing honor. It says, and it continues, in fact, to my surprise, ARG Presents is the last place on there, too. You, we, you topped it twice, and ARG hasn't even got Amiga on it. Did you click the link? To I see did. What he was talking I about? did click the link, and it was a uh, link to a, something called FM Player FM Podcast Amigas. Yeah, and there we are. Now I don't know what this means. So this means we're the most popular Amiga podcast worldwide. That's what. That's what it means. That's what it that's means. That's all. It, that's all it matters. There is no doubt about the accuracy and the veracity of that claim. I don't know. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to thank the Academy. Uh, and I'm looking down the list here. 
And I see some of our uh, our some podcasts that I know, and there's a lot here I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we beat uh, Bears de Buenos Aires. We also the, beat Beyond the Bike with Big Lou. And Big which Lou almost certainly is not an Amiga podcast, but it's classified Chisme as one. and Chill. Oh, yeah. I don't know. So I'm guessing that uh, I don't know what to say about this, but I thought I'd mention it because it was so wacky. Well, it is a great honor. It is to be the finest. West Virginia-based Amiga show <laughs> fills me with a certain delight. It does. Although now that we know there's a bunch of other Amigans around here, that, that they could get frosty and try to take our crown. That's so, true. And the crown's sit there waiting to be if taken. If there's one thing I fear, it's people getting frosty. Is it, are you mocking me, boat? No, Again? <laughs> You're pulling another boat. <laughs> so let's, by the way, I want to also mention, we're going to get to the site updates here. Uh, we did a, uh, a disc two last week on boats uh, waffling on his VR setup. Just a quick update to that: I'm back in on VR. I'm not selling it. <laughs> Beautiful. And so I called it boating it up. That's the term when boat does this. And he found the greatest picture <laughs> to represent the page of this car towing this or mounting this huge boat on top of it. I love the picture. Thank you. I want to mention that to you. So let's go over what the what happened on the site this week. Man, it, it, good God Almighty, we got a lot of stuff. So we're going over Wiz and Liz today, and so Brutal Barracuda chimed in with his review of Wiz and Liz in, in his own tremendous style, as usual. Man, Brutal needs to start doing these more often. I loved his, yeah. his style um, between him and Dreamcatcher. You know, they, Duncan just put that one. There's yeah, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, there. I mean, it's it's, it, it's there's never been a better time to be uh, subscribed to the Amigos Retro Gaming YouTube channel. Yeah, it's tri- they, it's unbelievable. And of course, Huck always puts. There's always mm-hmm. crazy stuff going on. The stuff that dwarves are pathetic entries in the in the yes. field. Um, so let's talk about speaking of the Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher was a busy man this week. Uh, Dreamcatcher has a uh, an article up here. On games revolving around toothbrushing and Colgate, and uh, and uh, did you read this article? Uh, this was the craziest thing. I, I remember seeing these back in the day. These various games, and <laughs> did you not? Did you, this is this no, is I've pretty not recent. Seen this. That's hilarious. And so it's a it's a it's a. Uh, by the way, he also mentions Hugo in here. Now this. I wish I could show this to people. I don't think you can see it here. The one week where I say I'm not yeah. going to put that stuff this up on the screen. This is that game I was talking about, that Hugo game. And he and leave it to him to bring this thing up. Uh, that's the game I've played. Remember I asked about if that was a cartoon character or something. That's what I'm mm. talking about. So this was wacky. A uh, little article. It's it's uh, good stuff. I, I read it last night as I drifted off to sleep. This is the last thing I read for, for, for real. <laughs> Um, he also, uh, Dreamcatcher also posted the uh, the script to his uh, his uh, Kid Chaos mm-hmm. video, which was excellent, which was great. Yeah. So another Brutal Barracuda offering. This and he's done all these, mm-hmm. uh, and they've all. I mean, they're, uh, it's it's funny to go back and look at how many mailbag uh, episodes we have. But he, this is another mailbag episode that uh, Barracuda, Brutal Barracuda has put up for us. I believe this is the one where we uh, get our aw- that awesome case. Oh, I yes. Know, tapes from the Crips and the Devil, which is, uh, I love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, we mentioned that uh, the uh, Insert Disc 2, I don't know how much we build Insert Disc 2, but if you just want to hear me and Bo, it's basically our old pre-show, except we just give it away and we just talk about various stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you want to just hear us ramble about crazy stuff or fight or boat yell at me a lot sort of like you know every other time so insert this too good uh, I, you know we enjoy doing if you're that, subscribed to the podcast you get it automatically yeah. whether you want it or not yeah we're forcing it down <laughs> we demand you listen to our various views on stupid things 
<laughs> well, we've done cartoons and we've done we've done a lot of different stuff on there. So this one, I don't know if you read this. Another uh, uh, Dreamcatcher article, and I again, this is a game. I don't know where he finds this stuff. I swear to God, I've never heard of it. This is a video on uh, a, a game called Baby Joe, hmm. and it's a baby platformer. Okay, it's a your baby. That's been done, right? Has it? <laughs> I thought you had something. And what do you got? Super Mario Land Two, Yoshi's Island, or Super Mario World Two? You got the Baby Mario's. Yeah, baby then... Mario is not. This is a proper baby. This is a real baby. Like a diaper and everything. Mm. Yeah. So what's that? Uh, what's that Roger Rabbit character where it's the baby with the cigar? Yeah. I don't remember his name. Yeah. It seems like there should have been a game starring uh, him. Yeah, maybe there was. I don't know. Um, Let's see if we got anything else here. I know I'm missing some stuff here. My news is all jacked up. Uh, I think that did you put anything up this week, Boatster? Uh, oh, you did. Yes, you boat. If you want to watch Boat struggle to, and boy, I'm not going to make fun of you, by the way, <laughs> to play the Settlers uh, with a little help from his friends, and he doesn't. And apparently, a lot of people watch that for tips because he got, it actually was pretty popular. I was, I was yeah. Kind of well, I was very thankful to uh, the folks in the chat that were helping me out because I, I couldn't have done it without them. Yeah, that that. That's a complex game, to say the least. Uh, we should also mention our uh, sister show, ARG Presents. This week we were out with a couple couple winners, I think, on the SG-1000. Uh, we did Hero and Girls' Garden. And I can safely say that Girls' Garden is awesome. Yes. We love that game. Fantastic. And the SG-1000, you've really you've kind of delved into the SG this week, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I, play, I played a lot of stuff. It's another one of those systems that emulates very well, especially on the Xbox. And uh, so it's it's a great little system. That's not an easy system to get, no. I might away. It, it, Unless one, you live in New Zealand or Japan. Yeah, you're not going to get that thing for on the cheap. It, it's an expensive one. Uh, so that's pretty much sums it up. Uh, it was a it was a pretty busy week, a lot going on, which is always good, especially for the summer. Usually things really die off. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the uh, everythingamiga.com, check us out. There's always great stuff on there. Uh, please check out our YouTube channel. And uh, we are just uh, we have just topped uh, the 910, 911 subscribers, which is awesome. So if you if if you listen to the show. Uh, and have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, uh, boy, we'd be appreciative if you'd go over and give us a subscribe. We're trying to it, we're trying to have a moral victory and get to the one thousand one thousand mark. Yeah. Can you? Did you ever think we would get uh, that many, even nine hundred plus subscribers? No, I, you know, you said we had nine hundred ten. I was hoping we'd have ten at one point. So. You know, it's uh, we we we've, we've been on YouTube now for what about a We're coming up on the third anniversary of Amigos. And I look back on our on our history on there and it really was I mean it was just carving it out of nothing. Mm. We, we started out with no, no one ever went there cuz we were a podcast. Right. We never you know, so it was it's amazing to me that we've gotten that many people to get on board and of course listen uh, uh, the contributors to that really are the guys that steal the show. Uh, uh, the uh, the Amigos contributors, the Amigos family. It's like the Batman family. You've got a million p- various people in there, and they they all contribute great stuff. Uh, they really do. Um, so before we close out the news, I think you would like to talk about the. Uh, do you want to go into the uh, date and time on our right. on our so, Amigathon? Uh, this is the let it be known. This is the official announcement. First announcement of. Amigathon 2018. Boom. So, if you recall last year at the uh, inaugural Amigathon, 
Uh, we raised money for um, Make-A-Wish UK. This week we're going to be, or this week, this year we're going to be <laughs> raising funds for the Children's Miracle Network of hospitals. Oh, benefiting very nice. Sick yeah. kids. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, I will have more information on the website and stuff next week. I'm still getting that set up, but I wanted to let everybody know the date and the time of Amigathon. Uh, this year's Amigathon will be held on July, Saturday, July 7th, uh, starting at 6.30 a.m. Eastern. Uh, so it's going to be an early start for us, but we want to make sure that give all of our European listeners as much time as possible, uh, especially as we progress later on to the night. And uh, there's there's not going to be an end time. It's going to be, you know, as long as money keeps coming in, it's going to be the same rules as last year for every dollar you donate or whatever your local currency turns into. Uh, we will uh, we will play one minute of your favorite Amiga game or your least favorite Amiga game. We're perfectly willing to play hours and hours of Top Banana if you want to throw in some dough. Oh. So maybe Aaron's not. I'm backing but, out. <laughs> but, um, oh, man. But I will have more information on that uh, shortly. I'm going to finish up the Extra Life page today and uh, blast that out across the social network. So you can start uh, you can start your donations as soon as that, that page is done and we'll start filling out the schedule. Slots will fill up fast, so uh, make sure you donate. And like I said, 100% of the money will go to the uh, Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. So. I enjoyed almost all of last year's uh, Megathon. There and were the, only the, two low points I can think of. What were they? Shadow the Beast. <laughs> was br- that was brutal because it hit me. That's when it, the, it all caught up to me when we were sitting there trying to play that and we couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the very end of it, which I didn't like that much. As well. And uh, there will be stretch goals. Um there will be uh, an opportunity to vote for whether Aaron or me receive a pie in the face. What? Um, I thought we were going to do the pie. Oh, you know, I asked I asked on the Discord if the pie needed to come back. And the, the Discord was unanimous and that the pie should come back. But however, if you want, you know, it's going to be an option. Either me or Aaron gets hit with a pie. I think we're going to bring Chad back to nope. do the pie. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, of course, I'm the one that gets hit with the pie. I'm going to need, <laughs> need an Amiga-thon for my medical bills. I'm still pulling pie out of the back of my nasal cavity from last year. <laughs> so, uh, it's always a lot of fun. We're going to have a rotating cast of uh, guest uh, guest characters coming on. Guest characters, wacky, <laughs> wacky. We, we, do, we get some people. On. We'll probably get Chad, come over, and Brandon mm-hmm. stop by. Both Chads. Yeah, and yeah. Maybe hopefully get John, John yeah. Yeah. So it'll be a good time right here in Amigo Studios in the in the the heart of the summer, the heart of the sunrise. Yeah. Um, and so uh, anyway, Amigathon 2017 coming or 2018. Be coming there. Soon. Be there. Be there. Um, Aaron. Yes. It's time. It's time. It's time to talk whiz and live. All right. All right. I'm ready here, but now I have to say before we get going here, had you heard? Or played Wiz and Liz before this, uh, th- before they got picked for us. Never. Uh, yes, I played both of these games very briefly. I see. And and who who was the person requesting this particular uh, this particular game? Um, the person that requested this particular game was uh, Pixels at Dawn. Pixels, Pixels at, at Dawn. Dawn. So again, Wiz and Liz. This came out in '93. Boat. So it was, you know, right in there. Two discs. And it was published by Psygnosis. Well, we love Psygnosis. Psygnosis, known for their very difficult games, which yeah. makes this this game so surprising. Yeah. And this was developed by an outfit called Lunatic for the Amiga, which we'll get into that in a moment. 
Uh, and they were responsible for two games and one game the name I thought was interesting. They did a game called Cytron and they did another game called Necronom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Necronom, Necronom right here in the chat with us. So I, I don't know. I'm assuming is is that where you got your name, Necronom? We'll let him digest that. Isn't uh, that isn't that the book too? Isn't the there? Necronomicon. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the uh, Book of the Dead, uh, but uh, that's a whole other that's a whole other game. <laughs> uh, so again, you can play two players up to two players and two players simultaneous. Which I bet two I didn't get to play two players, but I bet it'd be pretty fun. Uh, the uh, uh, the uh, artist on this was a fellow named James Thomas, and he was also also did Necronom. This was coded by a fellow named Martin Hall, who also did Necronom. So we may have to check out Necronom at some uh, point. Necronom in the chat right now says that he actually, his name, it comes from uh, HR, we say Geiger. I guess the real pronunciation is Giger's name for the alien. Oh, so okay. that aliens. There you the go. Necronom. There you go. Uh, so this was out on the original hardware, ECS, OCS. Nothing special, nothing crazy. Uh, this was uh, converted over from the Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis. Now, have you have you ever played this on the on the Genesis? No, no. I, I not either. So, the concept of this game is actually it's 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 very cute in the boat. Um, so, the premise of this is there's a little opening movie that show that comes up. It shows a bubbling cauldron in the woods and a bunch of bunnies hopping around it. Something bubbles up. And basically, the bunnies disappear, and and you play either Wiz or Liz, and you you're tasked with finding and re- and grabbing as many of these bunnies as you can, if not all the bunnies. And to do this, you have to go into a, 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 a sort of a roller coastery land with a bunch of doors in it that go to different levels. So the premise right away is wacky. You're after, and by the way, it's not rabbits, it's wabbits. Let me right. get that right. Like and you wascally El- wabbit. Elmer Fudd style. Yeah. So, um, one thing I like with this game straight away, first of all, it's got a lot of character just in a little movie. was very cute. Um, you're a wizard, you know, or, 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 a, or an enchantress or whatever if you're Liz. And, you, and so, you, what do you do? You do wizard stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, before the game even starts, you've got this big, you, the screen has a house. With a big bold, uh, bubbling cauldron that's as big as the house, mm-hmm. and so what do you do? Well, heck, to do anything, you got to whip up a spell. So you go and harvest a couple of spell components. You put them in the in the, and this is a sort of a teaching uh, moment for the game. You put your spell components into the uh, into the cauldron. They bubble up, and then in, for this first for the very first screen, it it ends up opening up a door that lets you go to where you need to go to go to the different levels. So right away, it's taught you. That you can use this cauldron to bubble up spells, which right. is cool. Uh, so then, what do you do? Well, you go to this level, and there's a bunch of different doors, and they're labeled. There'll be uh, snow, and there'll be sand, and there's one called like temple, and there's one called uh, dead. I like you, you know what it reminded me of? There's another game that uses the same sort of world selection system, and that's the Kirby games, the old Game Boy and oh, yeah? NES Kirby games. You select a world by just going, you know, opening a door in the in the world selection zone right so i guess they're the i guess wiz and liz are the only two people that live on their planet mm-hmm. which is hilariously named pum pum on the planet mm-hmm. yeah so you've lost your bunnies you've got to go get them you've got to go to these different worlds so this game is very strange let's go over why there are, number one there are no enemies 
I mean, except for end bosses, there are no enemies. Every level, you basically you cannot die. All right? right. Which is, is that in itself is real unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, you also really don't have weapons or um, any sort of offensive. Ta- you don't need them. All right. All your task to do is get these rabbits, wabbits, and to get the things the wabbits tend to drop. Okay. So. When you go to a level, let's just, for example, the, the first level I went to was grass, grasslands. And it's just, there's just a simple background. Uh, it's it's uh, usually several plat- several different, like, hilly platforms. And you are see a, a bunch of rabbits, wabbits. The first thing you got to do is go and get some wabbits enough to, to, and when you get a wabbit, they will drop a letter uh, at first. And then... At the top of the screen, you'll see a word, like verboom, for example, just a mystery word. When you get enough letters to spell it, that's when you can actually start gathering the number of wabbits you need to leave to finish the level. So if it says uh, verboom, you spell it, then it'll say 20 wabbits. And there's a door there, but the door is blocked. You can't go out until you get 20 wabbits. It's simple. It's not hard to understand. You go through and grab grab all... See, I've got me doing it. Grab all the wabbits. And then once you've got the number you need, you can leave. And there's a timer. Your enemy in this game is time. Uh, If you don't grab the... I did it again. If you don't grab the number of wabbits you need in time to open that door, then that is how you will lose life. Right. It's that simple. Uh, and it sounds like you're thinking to yourself, "Ah, this seems like a lame, easy game that is not that much fun." I had to, I'd say, it. for a concept that's so simple, it actually is quite a bit of fun. Uh, the wabbits will appear; more wabbits will appear as the level goes on, especially when you need a lot of them. And so they're running amok everywhere, and and the time situation makes it a very frantic game, especially when you get to the later levels. Uh, and you have to collect a bunch of wabbits. And occasionally you'll come to a level where you have to get all the wabbits. There isn't that you can't leave some. You've got to get every single wabbit, which that can get real nasty. So once you have... Oh, and I should mention that aside from uh, shooting letters up out of the wabbits, also occasionally fruit will come up out of the wabbits and, you, and, and a few other things. And, and the stuff, once, when, you, when you catch a wabbit, the item will start floating upwards. Kind of like bubble bobble. Right. And you have, they float really slow. Mm-hmm. So you could actually sort of like, what I would do is like go at a lower level, clear a bunch of bunnies, and then move up to the next level, clear a bunch of bunnies there. And by that time, hopefully all the crap that you didn't pick up before will have floated up to the next level and you can grab it then. Right. There's also places you can jump up in the air and, and, and you know, jump and get stuff that's really high. Some stuff just floats away. You don't get it. There's no penalty for not getting uh, stuff once you've spelled the letter, but, you know, it's, it's points you lose. And once you've gotten the uh, number of wabbits required to leave the level, you go through the door, and it has a summary screen that tells you uh, how many certain types of rabbits you got, how many certain types of fruit you got. It adds up all your points, and then uh, you know, adds them to your score. It's pretty simple. When you finish that level, it puts you back to your home screen. This is where the game gets a little more interesting, because on your home screen, you're back to where your pot's at, and whatever fruit you picked up in the last level will be there, and you can mix up some new spells. Now, I played this on, I started on training. I don't know if you, did you play training? Or did you, I, I went with training. On, tra- on the training levels, there is no store. 
All right, so you just you and so you whatever fruit you got in your little area, you could pick it up, put it in the pot, and then you and then you uh, get a spell. And there's some just pretty generic spells. Like sometimes a spell will be like you get uh, extra twenty five hundred points, or bunnies are worth more, or the, there's a more time. Added there's to more the time, right? On training level, they were all pretty simple. Uh, when you go up to the next level, uh, it gets more interesting because there's a store, and so you can go to the store and you can buy and sell various spell components and get the spell components you want to put in the pot. And after after you do it for a while, you can start to sort of write. I can see where someone would take notes. That's exactly right. And That's... write down all the different, because, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a bunch. And some spell components don't work. They don't do anything. Some do some crazy stuff. Now, I did not write them down. I just try, I just kind of wanted I to never, I never had any situation where it didn't do anything. It oh, always I did. Didn't. I, yeah, I had somewhere it didn't do anything. Uh, and I was, and I don't know about you, but I was going to the store just brain away by buy a bunch of crazy stuff, you know, pickle and banana, for mm-hmm. example, or potato, and you know, whatever. Sometimes you'd get like a diamond. Sometimes it was just a payout. One time I got this thing where it spun like the wheel of stuff. Did you ever get that mm-hmm. one? It took me to this screen where it was just a, a, a ring of items, and the ring spun around sort of like the ARG wheel, and at the whatever item ended up, with, you get that item. So that was that was pretty cool. Uh, there are some there are some spells that'll open up like a mini level you can go to. Did you ever have that happen? No. Yeah, like it's like a bonus level where you run around and collect fruit or whatever. Oh, it was that's pretty awesome. cool. Yeah, the 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 I mean the spell component of this it's like a um, it adds a lot of fun to the game. Yeah, it really. Well, does. it takes what at its core is a very simple game and it adds a, a, a huge layer of depth yeah. to it. Uh, it also it, like I said you can use those the spells can can give you like extra extra man. You know, uh, 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 it can give you extra time. It can do a bunch of cool stuff. It was that was probably my favorite part of the game was that trying out different spells. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I could have went somewhere and downloaded a list of every spell, but I kind of wanted to just to try different stuff. Yeah, you know, so it, it made a lot of fun. I, I once the store opened up, I really I, I I ran through the training levels and completed the game in training, which for me pff, amazing. I couldn't believe I did it. Uh, so this game, of in terms of the Amiga games we've played, I would say uh, was is not the hardest. That much said, when you go up in level, I mean, it absolutely changes the game and makes it much more difficult. This game does exactly what I wish every Amiga game do- did. And that's at the easy level, it's actually easy. So yes. if you want to experience what it's like to play the game to its completion, you can do so without too much trouble. Then if you want more challenge, the challenge is there for you. Yeah. Every Amiga game, every video game should be like Yes, that. I mean, it, it was so refreshing to start this game out, watch the opening video, play, do the training, figure out what I was doing, and then move up to the next level and be fairly competent mm-hmm. Having only played for a little while at the second level and you're moving up, um, the uh, the various levels you go to are um, no, the graphics are nothing to write home about. I mean, your Wiz and Liz are pretty small characters. The stuff's pretty small, but it's not painfully small. No. And for you know the the smallness of the sprites is. Um, is outweighed by the speed at which the game runs. The game runs very smooth and very fast. Right. Um, you know, you never get any slowdown. 
Um, the, the characters are animated well for their size. Uh, I, I wish that there were more variations on the Wabbids. It would have been cool if they if they would have put different animals in for different stages. But uh, overall, the game I thought looks looks very good for what it's trying to do. Yeah, it had uh, it, they had some jaunty tunes that played mm -hmm. in the background. I like they the music. They were totally fine. Uh, the fellow that did the music has done a few other things. They had it really had two musicians. They had a guy named Mike Clark. Uh, you'll remember him from a couple of the games we've already him covered. Him and Buck Owens. Yeah, no, yeah. that's Roy Clark. Oh. Uh, Mike was responsible for the music in Hired Guns and Last Ninja 2, among others, mm. which we've covered. Mm. The other musician was a, a fellow named Rick Eady. Uh, he did the music for Brian the Lion. And then another, I love the name of this one, Innocent Until Caught. Wow. That sounds great. <laughs> and it, he also did Nigel Mansell's music. So these guys have uh, had a... Uh, had some prior experience and mm -hmm. did some other stuff, and the music is good. I, I thought the music was 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 pretty good. Um, at the end of not on training, but as uh, once you're off training, you will when you end the first set of worlds. Every set of worlds you end, which means you go into every door and clear the bunnies. You will have a boss fight. This is where Aaron ceased his forward momentum. <laughs> uh, I, I had trouble with these boss fights. Um, the the one I fought was a the well on the first level I was on was a giant snake. Did, did you did you ever have any luck on these things? You know it's funny I played a ton of this game. You can see from the stream and I never got to a boss fight. But you have so. to clear every world. On, on a on a level above the slowest level, I was doing something wrong. Yeah, so there the boss, it, and I will say the boss fights and it strike me as odd. And of course, I watch video of people getting further than me. Um, so this is a pretty peaceful game, and then all of a sudden, are there no boss fights on the easiest mode? Is that in training? There is no boss fight. Maybe I only, maybe I did do training, and I thought that was easy. Yeah, uh, okay. because at the end of that one, you're just like you win. Right. You're like hey, yeah, no, it's not like that. Okay. In the other one. So. Um, You've got the first guy you fight, it was this giant cobra. And, I mean, it's jarring. You're like, I'm Wiz. Yeah, everything's hot. Holy God. <laughs> it's this massive cobra, and he just beat the tar out of me and killed me. And then game game in, mm. you know. Amongst the other bosses, there is a giant pumpkin, which I saw, and there's also a giant clock. Okay. Um, the, the, the fights are uh, the only point in the game where you actually fight anything. And basically, you can shoot a beam of magic. Uh, at the boss that hurt, does damage to it, and you just have to avoid being hit. Uh, the I, I did not perform well, but I, again, the, the boss has really kind of blew my mind a little bit. I think I would have come up with something else, to be honest with you. I mean, I, boss fight's fine, but you know, it's weird. Just I like the, the cobra really seemed out of place mm -hmm. in, in this game. Uh, it, it didn't. It did. That was kind of weird to me. But I mean, overall, uh, it's a simple game. Uh, it does have a competitive. There's a competitive two-player mode, uh, and uh, uh, so if, which I didn't get to try the two-player on this, but I'm sure it's, the two-player is pretty good. I watched it being played, and it looked like it was pretty fun. Um, I like the idea that it's got simultaneous two-player. Oh yeah, not something you see all that often on a game like this, and it, it seemed like it would work pretty well. I, I guess my biggest takeaway from this is, I mean, it's a simple game. It's easy to play, and for the most part, you could probably let your kid play it, and he could pick it up pretty quick. I'm gonna actually show my kid this one when he gets back when he gets back from Granny's, because it's a game where there's no violence, there's no shooting, uh, and you're rescuing bunnies. So, what could be nicer than that, Bo? So, what did you think of this thing overall? I mean, where do you place it? This is Amigos episode 145. Oh yeah, I think. 
Um, and the amount of games that we play on this show that I would actually go back and play again, I can probably number on one hand. Oh, one hand. And this, Come is, on. this is one of those games. Uh, I love arcade action. I love simplicity. And I love easy. And, um, you know, even at its higher levels, you know, Wiz and Liz is a game that you can make some progress in. I like the tunes. I thought they were cool. I like the characters. Um, I like the speed. This game was great. Um, I was very surprised. I didn't remember liking it as much when I played it originally back on an Amigo's Place. Um, I thought that, that every aspect of this game was well done. That, that said, um, you know, I, I didn't get to any of the bosses, so I can see how that would be a jarring experience, and that might color my uh, my perception well, of the game a little it, bit. I mean, it's it's definitely not a deal breaker. Let's just put it that way. I mean, it was it it wasn't that it wasn't something that like killed the game for me or anything. Um, one of the things I looked at again, this was this was uh, I had a home on the Genesis as well. I had a look at the Genesis version and I actually played it a little bit too, and it plays well. The Genesis version actually is. Probably, I would say better. Did you play this on Genesis no, at all? Or no, Mega I'd, be, I'd be interested to check it out though. It, this reminds you. Remember in Adam's Family on the Amiga? It just for in it, for whatever reason they just left out the background. Mm-hmm. They did that on this too. In fact, it, well, I'll tell you what exactly what it reminds me. It was BC Kid. Mm-hmm. Remember on BC Kid, uh, the the uh, the uh, um, Turbo Graphics version had that moon and the stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. This is this also has a hideous, ugly to look at moon. <laughs> I mean, with a face. I mean, it's, and it follows you around. It's exactly like <laughs> BC Kid's moon. And uh, it, but the stars are nice. The music is real nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, graphically, it's probably. A, I think overall, it's just a better quality well, they, of game. They probably put more effort into it because they knew it was going to sell more than the Amiga version. They hey, they may have. I don't know. Uh, it, but the moon, I, I I'm not sure which one I'd rather play just because the moon is so ugly so and disturbing that I don't, it really it, again just exactly like BC That's Kid. hilarious. It's not as bad as the moon in BC Kid, but it, it, it was a needless addition, let's mm-hmm. just put it that way. Uh, so but I mean the and the Genesis one was pretty well received. And you as gotta well. you gotta think too that, you know, whenever they were doing a console port, they knew that they had to up their game. I mean, what's this game going up against that's Well I think on, I think this know? was actually ported from the Genesis to the Oh Amiga. really? Yeah, I think okay, it went the, the other, other way. way. Oh interesting. Yeah, so kinda of, kinda of wacky. Yeah. It's hard to say. I, that's the way it was reported that it was that this came over from the Genesis. So maybe just thought, well, we should knock this out, maybe it was easier. I don't know what the story interesting. was. Interesting. Um so Review-wise, this reviewed pretty well. Uh, uh, Amiga Format gave it a 7. Amiga Power gave it a 78. Uh, AUI gave it an 83. And CU Amiga gave it a 79. So it's somewhere in that B to C range. Which I think is a little bit The one gave it an 86. Well, it is a a very simple game. I mean, in its core, it's manic. You know what it sort of reminded me of uh, is... uh, um, it's one of those. I was just. I was thinking when I played this, since it's all left and right, uh, left and right action, you know, mm-hmm. and jumping. You could have almost. You could have almost used a trackball to play this game. Interesting. And I thought to myself, with for the amount of bunnies, it sort of reminds. This is going to make this is a weird comparison, but it reminded me a little bit of like, of like a Crystal Castles in a way. You're just going around and gathering stuff, and you mm-hmm. and, and since. 
you could you would only need to be going left and right with a jump. You could you could really you really could use a trackball and it'd be manic. You could really go nuts right. with it. That's interesting. Uh, I mean, I mean, I could be off my nut here, but I'm just saying. Uh, but uh, I like the manic gameplay. The timer, like there are sections like the, one of the drops you could get from one of the wabbits is like a thing that like gives you a bunch of time. Mm-hmm. The screen flashes, and I remember getting that a couple times at the last second. Oh yeah, it's when very I beat exciting. the training level. I literally went into the door with no time left. And I was like fist pumping. Right. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't I record this? Yeah. You know, I was so excited. But, the, I mean, the training level, you can beat it your first time out. But mm. that's what a training level should be. Right. There are two different difficulty settings. And and well, uh, I don't know exactly how they mesh. But uh, uh, there's like there's a level it's, select. And there's also another like a like skill. like taxing. Or, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, that I thought that was interesting. Uh, you can see we're looking at the video now. That's the snake you're fighting. I mean, that's weird compared to. Yeah. I mean, it looks cool. But I, I can mean, see how that that would have caused the because I mean it, it looks it looks sort of generic too. Like that could have come out of any video game. Yeah, and the boss fights and still have a great rep. Yeah. Apparently, they're pretty simple for people that aren't me. Yeah, uh, but so uh, I, I can see how that would have perhaps negatively affected its review score. But so I mean, I think uh, looking at these scores, uh, the low being uh, seventy seven. The hobby in '86. Sorry, I'll take a B-level game. Yeah, you know, I, I can see it. Uh, I, that's about right. Uh, Lemon, the people at Lemon give it a score of 7.95. So just about in that same area, mm-hmm. you know, B, C level. Um, it's, but I mean, it's fun. And again, it's a good game that you can play with your, your let your kids and play it, or you can play with them. That, that's a, there's that aspect to it as well. Um, on eBay, I looked around. I actually found the discs for sale in the U.S. Just the discs, twenty bucks. Uh, in the U.K., again, they're, they're plentiful. Right. Uh, but the, not, you're going, you're going to be paying anywhere in the box from between thirty-three and sixty-six was this on, bucks. Was this on multiple discs or was this one? Two di- discs. Two discs. Okay. Uh, Germany, I saw a couple going between twenty-two and fifty-seven bucks, and Australia, I saw one that had sold for fourteen bucks. So you can get them; they're out there. Uh, but they're not super cheap. Uh, you know, you're you're going to be paying a, a few dollars. But overall, oh, I, one thing I wanted to mention. It's a shout out to our good buddy Old Chad. The, the designer of this game was named Martin R. Chudley. Oh. So there's a guy named Chudley walking around, which is his nickname. Also, he did Killing Game Show, which is something what they cover sometimes. Another psychosis game. But overall, fun game, lighthearted romp, which I desperately needed. Yeah. Well, we thank Pixels at Dawn, Amigos Game Selection Committee member. Good choice. For, uh, for for choosing this game. Uh, and we'd also like to uh, take a, a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. We're running a little bit long on time in this episode, so we're going to save these questions for next week, where I think we'll have we'll have some more free time at the end of the podcast. Uh, but I would like to thank everybody that helps make this show happen. Uh, if you'd like to support Amigos, you can go over to patreon.com slash Amigos podcast, and you can add yourself to this illustrious list. Now, Aaron, the challenge has been thrown down by one of our listeners. I believe it was Daniel Cordell uh-huh. who watched the episode where I put, I gave you the uh, the first name and you supplied me with the last name. And he said, "Well, I bet Boat can't do it." So the challenge has been met. So you're going to read oh, me the I first name. Oh, I get to be name. the quiz master. Yeah, today. And okay. I'll tell you the last name. Okay, are you ready? I'm boat? ready. And you don't have to be in order. Whatever you want. Okay. I've got to do them in order because I'll never. Are you kidding me? So <laughs> That's true. So I'm going to read you the first name. Yep. Okay. Dan. Ross. Okay. Leaf. Killand. Alan. Kebab. Donald. Tyler. Level. Lord. 
John. Marshall. Uh, Matthew. Peron. Ricky. DeRocher. Creepy. Dead Boy. Figgy. CTZ. The. Slow Norris. Stefan. Mortensen. Sigurd Mortensen. Yep. Edmund. Helland. Blendo. 75. And you're killing this, boat. I'm going to give you credit. Christopher. Hassel. Ravi. Abbott. Chris. Fultz. Dream. Ketcha. Laurent. Giroux. Graham. Vebke. Brent. Dowdy. Lane. Uh, Lane Denson. Adam. Battersby. I thought I had you. Oh. Brian's Retro and Vintage. Gary. Hucker. C. Brian Jones. Are you cheating somehow? I'm looking at I this can't... picture of Charlie Brown. I can't believe it. Paul. Harrington. Duncan. Styles. Anthony. Jarvis. Tapes. From the Crypt. You gotta use the voice. From the Crypt. Josh. Nan. Will. Williams. Adam. Battersby. Try again. Bradley. There's two. Jonas. Rulo. T. HT. Eric. Nelson. Kim. Tommy Humberstad. Daniel. Bingston. Brutal. Barracuda. Darren. Coles. Jason. Warrens. Pixels. Pixels at Dawn and Kjellbjorn Barman. Man. I got to give you credit on Thank that, you. dude. Thank you. Well, I care about our patrons. Uh, obviously, you've memorized all. Oh, there's a lot of names. There's a lot of names on there. Hey, that was straight up. That was no cheat. I can't believe that. Thank you. Thank you. Golly, Ned. That's amazing. I'd also like to announce the, uh, the winner. We're impressed. Of uh, last week's Patreon song contest, so uh, we're taping. That's weird. The printer just kicked on. <laughs> the printer went to play. <laughs> um, the um, the last week we're 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 taping two episodes back to back today, so there's no Patreon song contest this week. Um, but um, last week the uh, the winner of the uh, the song the song was the theme from the Adventures of the Gummy Bears, which I've never otherwise. So of course you haven't. Uh, Edvin Helland, Duncan Styles, Pixels at Dawn both guessed the um, uh, the English name, and Figgy CTC and O'Brien's recognized it as its proper Norwegian name, Bumpibjorn. Bump. That's what they're called over there. Yeah, bump, bump Bumpibjorn. There's always got to be an O with a thing through oh, it. Oh yeah. yeah, that's 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 required by law. Um, so congratulations, Figgy CTZ, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Edvin Helen, Duncan Styles, and Pixels at Dawn Very for getting impressive. that correctly. Yeah. We'll be back with the Patreon song challenge. I can't next believe they week. got that one. That's obscure. The gummy bears theme. I think it's, it's obscure. not that obscure. When I think of the gummies, I think it's like, remember that song, I'm a gummy bear. That's I'm obscure. A gummy bear. And that's dumb. Uh, my, you know, my, we used to use that to put my kid to sleep. He used to love that song. Well, I know why he has some his trouble. He's in any trouble? What are you talking about? <laughs> That's that. That was terrifying me. I'm gonna sick him on you. <laughs> You're gonna lose an arm, sir. Oh, I'm, yeah, that's true. Um, so next week, Aaron, we're gonna continue on the Amiga train with the, <laughs> the gamble train. The gamble, the gamble train. The keeps gamble train rolling. rolls through with the settlers. The settlers. Yeah. Now, now I've played the settlers of Catan a bunch of times. This is. It would be wonderful. It's if, sort if, of if, similar, right? Kind of. You gather raw materials to build your village yeah. and your cities. Yeah, I mean it's it's practically the same thing. 
So um, we record every Friday, except when we don't. Which is, um, this next which, month, it's, good, it's yeah. crazy time. But, it, you know, you always, you know, click that little bell beside the subscription button, and you can get notified whenever we're, whenever we're recording. You can join the friendly folks in the chat, just like Pixels and Dawn, Duncan Styles, Paul H., Brutal Barracuda, Necronom, uh, Chris Folds, all these guys. There's always a party in the chat room when we're recording, so uh, feel free to join us. And um, also, don't forget that if you want to buy some of this awesome Amigos apparel, um, you can head over to tpublic.com slash stores slash Amiga Tees and uh, purchase some. We also have stickers, wall art, tote bags, everything. There's everything over there. Um, Stuffed animals, shot glasses. That's right. Skis, everything. And finally, don't forget to check out our sister show, ARG Presents, where we discuss two games on a different classic system every week. What do we got coming up next week, Boat? Uh, This next week, we are going to be talking about games on the illustrious BBC Micro. That's going to be... That's going to be out of control, but that's, all the, that's the noise for our short circuit right there. That's actually the startup chime with the BBC Holy Micro. Smoke. That's what that is? <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we will see you next week for The Settlers. Until then, adios. adios.